Hello and welcome to the Get It Straight podcast. I'm Jason Sroden with my special guest co-host, Dr. Chris Cossey. Dr. Cossey, how are you? Hello, doing great. Thank you. I'm really excited about uh, this part of the show because we were lucky enough to bribe some residents to do the podcast. <laughs> so joining us today, Dr. Lindsay Diaz and Dr. Kelsey Ashton. I did it. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Well, Thank you. Well, let's start, Lindsay. Tell us where you're going to school, like what the program is you're involved in, just for people who don't know. Yeah. All right. I am a first-year resident at University of Maryland. Um, the program is a three-year program. Um, luckily, I have one of my third years with me, um, Dr. Ashton, which is so exciting. Um, First off, AAO is just awesome. First year coming in, just want everyone to know that. Everyone needs to be here. <laughs> and what about you? Yeah, so I'm a third year at University of Maryland, about to graduate in a month. So exciting. Um, and actually, this is my first AAO as well, since COVID happened, my first year of residency. So, Well, uh, welcome to the party, because it, it is a party. <laughs> Tell me about what's the coolest thing you've seen so far that you're just like, holy cow. Oh, my gosh. There's so... This exhibit hall. <laughs> there is so much, so much to look at, so much to see, so many people. Um, it's very overwhelming, actually. The displays are insane here. Insane. Just looking around. The thing's hanging from the ceiling. When did they get put up there? I don't know. <laughs> Wednesday night. It's pretty amazing how these things come together. Take me through, you know, one thing that I'm really fascinated in is the demographics around male and female orthodontists, especially as it's growing. You know, uh, I was talking to a female orthodontist yesterday and she was saying it's going to be probably another 10 to 20 years before it gets to 50-50. I'm seeing so many women now. I just kind of want to get yeah. your take on women in orthodontics. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I think right now, uh, like you said, the residency numbers, we are at 50-50. But like you said, kind of that older and like seeing them in the field and at these conferences and kind of waiting for catch up a few years. But it's definitely in the interview process, even just meeting other residents from other schools. It's it's so great to see. What is the what is the what is the most challenging thing about residency? Probably patient load is, is more than anything because you're coming from dental school where you're not seeing as many patients. You have longer appointments. Um, and then you get into orthodontics, which is like the dark arts of dentistry. Like, you don't know much about it. You go in, like, just bright-eyed, so excited to be there. Um, and obviously your patients are faster. Your caseload's a lot more. Um, but it's, it's just so fun, and it's just so different from general dentistry. And I, I know we love it, so. How do you think, Chris, how, how do you think, like, residency has changed since you went to school in 1930. Well, <laughs> back when I was in residency, <laughs> you know, i tell you one thing, these kids, kids, I call them kids now because they're basically like, be my kids. They're, um, they're a whole lot smarter than we were. I know that much. Well, at least my, at least me. I won't say that for everybody, but, uh, but yeah, I would be lucky to get into dental school or orthodontic school at this point. So it's gotten so much more competitive, and these everybody's just sharper and smarter. And they've uh, we've definitely paved the way, and we've um, we've there've been a lot of changes in orthodontics that have happened over this over the last more in the last ten years than probably the previous hundred combined. You know, it's been tons of changes, and uh, and so they're they're getting to learn all the new stuff right off the bat, and they're 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 training on that before they go into practice, which is great. So, like, is most of your focus in dent in orthodontic school? Do you, do they do more like clear liner treatments, or are you doing, 
equal amount. Are you spending splitting your time? So at our school, aligners actually cost more, and so I would say our cases are about like 80-20, but actually we just got a grant with Align Technology where we're getting free cases, and so we're hoping to have more. Um, we're also very fortunate to be able to do the Aligner Intensive Fellowship um, with Dr. Maz and um, Dr. Nick, right? Is, yep. And so we're getting more and more experience. We have scanners at the school. Um, but yeah, I would say it's about like 80-20 right now and then hoping to just increase that. The average um, time to get a new associate for an active practice, according to Betson Koppel, is around 12 to 16 months to get to bring in people. Have you guys, have you already been being poached or have you already taken a job? Like, what is your current situation? So I actually just signed my contract about three nights ago. I'm very, very excited. Congrats. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be an associate um, at a private practice down in my hometown area, um, working with my orthodontist back home. So I'm super excited. That's great. Super excited. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was talking to a bunch of people about the, the space and every, the, just the, the need for more. I was like, man, these people coming out of school are just teed up so perfectly. And, and you guys work so hard, so that's so nice. Tell me about, <clears throat> from your perspective, you're coming into this business when you've already had the Smile Direct Clubs, the direct-to-consumers. Do you have any fears about that side of the industry changing yours? What is your what is your outlook on competition? Yeah, I mean, I have patients that have come in because of Smile Direct Clubs, so I don't think that's ever going to be a problem, especially we come in with this education of knowing where we need to move the teeth, how we need to move the teeth, um, and that like to benefit the patient in all ways and make sure this is a stable environment for them and for life. So I don't think that that can ever be stumped by a smile direct or anything like that. I think we'll be here for a long time. Yep. Tell me about like, what, let's say other clear aligner, what are some of the things that clear aligner companies are challenged with? Like that they're coming to you, what kind of problems from that kind of treatment? Or are they coming because it didn't work? It's more they didn't work or they just kind of like, everything's just flared out. And Okay, yeah. gotcha. So when you guys are, you know, making your path forward, is it, do you want to own your own practice someday? What, how do you guys see that playing? Yeah, I mean, I think I would eventually love to own a practice. Um, I think in the future, I would love a, more of like a group practice setting or an associate partner, things like that. So you can take vacation, have a family life. You know, it is different as a female um, and so just kind of having like somebody not only to bounce ideas off of in the office, but also you can take time away and spend time with your family and do personal things and not have to worry, you know, the office and your patients are taken care of. Um, so that's what I see for myself in the future. And like I said, going back to a rural area in Southern Illinois, I really want to own and just give back to the community that I grew up in. So what about you, Dr. Awesome. Diaz? Me. <laughs> 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 Do you want to own your own practice someday? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's crowded here. Everyone's so loud. Yeah, lots so of distractions. Uh, she's surrounded by so many people so right many. now. They're pushing out her out of the way. So Everyone's just bear watching with her. right now. Um, <laughs> All right, give her some space. Give yeah, her some please, space, guys, people. please. I can't breathe. Um, so I, uh, my orthodontist is actually, I just ran into her and we're grabbing lunch, but like, she was my inspiration to come into this, and she owns her own practice. Um, she started in a group practice and then started up, uh, started her own practice recently. Um, and I, I mean, I just love the environment she has. It's, it's 
welcoming. The people she has in there are just amazing people. I mean, I know them all by name because they're just so great. Um, and that's something I, I look forward to having in the future. Tell me about advice for dental students who are thinking about going into orthodontics. Do it. <laughs> I will say this is the best profession in the world, by far. Yes, I second that. Yeah. I think as advice, just, you know, work hard, do your best, try to keep your grades up as best as possible, but that's not the only thing that matters anymore. Um, just looking for well-rounded individuals, make good relationships with you know, your professors and people at your school, um, you know, do things that you love, something that stands out. It doesn't all have to be, you know, dentistry, dentistry, dentistry. Um, show that you have other interests and other passions. And I think, yeah, just try to try to be as well-rounded as possible. What about yeah. you? Anything different? No, I, I agree. I mean, I definitely stress the relationships part because you, I mean, these are your colleagues for life. Um, you can make a lot of connections through them. I mean, we got to meet one of our good friends um, is talking to Dr. Chris over here. And, you know, I sent a picture to my friend and he goes, that's a, that's a doctor I'm talking to. And now we're here with you all, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, even walking around, making a lot of connections um, and having those opportunities in the future for us, I think is, is super great. Um, but also like our faculty is we love them. They're awesome. Oh, and shout just, out to University of Maryland faculty. Yes. We, do. we, <laughs> we love absolutely them. love them. Um, and just have them having our backs, and, and it, it's just an amazing environment. And I think also, too, Lindsay and I both came from a sports background, and so I was always taught that the coach that is the hardest on you cares the most. And I think sometimes in dental school, that's the first time people are told, like, you need to be better or this needs to be better. And don't take it to heart. They're just trying to make you the best dentist possible. And it's okay to, like, be ticked off or get hurt by those comments. You know, you worked really hard on that wax buildup for the first time. And, you know, they kind of rip it to shreds. But just take a breath and know that it's coming from a good place. And they just want you to be the best that you possibly can be. So, yeah. Man, that is a ringing endorsement for the University of Maryland <laughs> and the faculty. So I'm going back to school. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Good luck in your journey. And if you ever need anything, we're going to be here to support you. Thank you, thank so, you so much. much. Thanks for having us. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. On behalf of the Get It Straight podcast, Brain Bites Creative, and the On Demand Orthodontist, I'm Jason Sroden, and we'll see you next time.